After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Hola. Welcome back to 88.3 WCTs. After further review, we're live in the studio today here. The Walt Temporary Studio. You know, it's been a year since they've been in the temporary studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it, it really temporary been. anymore if it's still if it been a year? A, if it takes them that long to get the new one all built up. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's a little uh, dragging the feet here as uh, you actually got to bring in your own equipment. And it looks like uh, David, the man that got here, is called back in. He he got uh, derailed a little bit as he wanted to talk a little bit about the NBA. The season went kind of – the playoffs were – well, the conference finals were good. Yeah. And, and the finals went – Yeah. It, it. Yeah, it, it was not a very good NBA final, so to speak. I mean, it just I, – I, I didn't – I don't know. It was – well – being a little harsh game one was great um game three wasn't too bad but two and four the sweep it was inevitable i thought the Cavs would come out and give it a good run but i think game one was just come to find out later on lebron punched a whiteboard and supposedly broke his hand or maybe injured his hand because i don't know if you have a broken hand i don't know if you can really dribble or shoot a basketball all that great um, but yeah. but maybe here's my thoughts on it. I was a little upset about this. I mean, I, I understand he had a broken hand, and they said the hand was covered during um, during the 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 post game and pre game and all yeah, these probably different press conferences because he didn't want he didn't want everybody raising a fuss about nah, it. But he, here's the thing, though. Okay, you covered your hand up. That's great. Big deal. Everyone, but a lot of people knew about it anyway. I'm, glad, I'm pretty su- surprised it didn't really leak out. I'm surprised someone didn't get greedy and say he suffered a, an injury. But here's my thing: Why then, after the series was over and you got beat, annihilated in Game Four? Oh, by the way, I got this cast on my hand. I, I just thought that it was kind of once again. I like like watching LeBron James. I think he's a really talented player, but I think sometimes LeBron James can be very selfish and kind of it, it's about me. And you didn't really need the cast on. You didn't have the cast on after all the other games. You didn't yeah, have he didn't, it on. Didn't he didn't have it on when he played? Right now, all of a sudden the series is over. You've gotten humiliated. You've gotten swept. We understand you didn't really have really a great team, even though those are the players that you wanted, basically. But now all of a sudden they put the cast on and be like, you know, some people were saying, well, people were going to believe if we had the cast on. Now people still don't believe. I mean, you're not going to you're not in a no win situation anyway. So who cares if you if you had a cast on? Who cares if you broke the whiteboard? It's understandable. But the fact of the matter is you got swept. You're three and six in finals. And 
the thing that I was upset with LeBron, not only the, the broken hand, because that was self-inflicted, by the way. That wasn't an injury that happened in the game of someone with a hard foul. So that's why another reason why a lot of people don't feel sorry for him, and I don't either. But the way he just kind of treated his teammates at the end, it's, it's you could tell that it's just hard playing with LeBron James. Does he get teammates involved on the court? Yeah, he does. He, I, I'll let you know. He does try to get elevate his players to get better. But I think sometimes when the going gets tough, he's a guy that likes to go and place the blame on others. He does the cryptic tweets and, you know, the little bit of the shadiness. And I've always just gotten a vibe from LeBron that at the end of the day, it's all about LeBron and what makes LeBron look good. And in a sense, that could be kind of a fake of trying to see how you could help people elevate their career. Like I said, tremendous basketball player. Um, I I, I do think he kind of does embody – some of the entitlement issues that some people think millennials have. But then again, though, you know, when you're on Sports Illustrated at 16, you got the chosen one on the you know, your back, <laughs> tattooed on your back, it, it can get kind of crazy. As I said before, I truly like watching him as a basketball player. But I don't – I think he'll never be as good as Michael Jordan, unfortunately. I think that – I think with Jordan, even though he was kind of a jerk – you saw players still elevate their game, like the Golden State thing. Yeah, J.R. Smith made a blunder. But you would never have probably seen Jordan sit up there and just get so deflated and defeated that, oh, the game is over, he made this blunder, I don't know what we're going to do. Jordan would have stopped trying to kept fighting. Kobe would have kept fighting. Uh, those guys probably, you know, in the back of your mind, you're going to lose. You, you know that, but, heck, you know, Golden State, you're going to earn this win tonight. And it just seemed like once he got deflated, Golden State just went in there, got the win in game one, and then, you know, he obviously he injured his hand, and then they just kept winning. But it just seemed like there was just never a fighter's chance. And like like we said, that it just a pretty good season. He played all 82 games. He played fantastic in the playoffs. We had great conference finals. And then we got probably one of the worst NBA finals I've probably seen in history. I mean, it was just boring. Nobody tuned in for game four because you knew the inevitable. And then they really got just got beaten. It was tragic. Yeah. I mean, I... I didn't even I didn't even bother tuning in for Game Four either. You didn't want to you didn't want to watch the humiliation. I know David did. David, were you watching the humiliation? Because you're you're like number one LeBron hater. No, I mean it was more so just to to see the humiliation. Well, kind of. Yeah, you know, see, yeah. everyone was talking about LeBron. You know, won't get swept, won't get swept, and then and we talked. I think we talked about it that that show afterwards. Kind of Cleveland looking like Toronto in Game Four. They just quit. Like, they looked like they were just done. Like, the team had no energy, no motivation, no desire. And people were going to use the LeBron, oh, he's injured. Like, it didn't look like his hand was injured when he did that alley-oop to himself with that dunk. Like, usually if your hand's injured, you don't try to put more pressure on it with all these high-powered dunks. But, yeah, just... It was that cast was going to be used as kind of an excuse that people were going to say, "Oh, he was injured. Oh, he was hurt." Like Clay Thompson came back from an ankle injury. How soon? Like, like by the time we get to June, people have not are banged up. No one's a hundred percent. 
And so kind of the cast trying to overglorify, look at the physical damage that I had to do or that I did to myself in response to this roster that I constructed and the way that they performed in the final. Like, take, like yes, he got swept, but they were in, you know, game one, game two was really not a blowout, but, you know, wasn't too close. Game three was close. I mean, it wasn't as though all four games were 40-point blowouts, like, but like game four was just kind of a culmination of, like, LeBron tried to give everything he had, and at some point he realized, too, just like, you know what, screw it. Like, I'm going to say hi to all these guys, which that's another thing I've seen people do, kind of his handshakes as he's leaving the court with five minutes left. Like, at least play the full 48. Like, you played eight, all 82 games. You've given everything you had. At least go out fighting. Like you said, Derek. Like, that's the only thing that I kind of reflect you on game four. That's the only thing that I have in mind. It's like, go down fighting. Like, yes, you're going to get blown out. Yes, the inevitable is going to happen. But at least pretend like you're going out there giving 110%, knowing that the rest of your team isn't. You, you just got speechless there, David. Well, I mean, and it's because as this entire postseason, it's been a comparison of Jordan LeBron, Jordan LeBron, and now after the sweep, now everyone's coming out the woodwork, and we don't need to go through the names of the kind of the big people, sports writers who are coming out trying to justify LeBron's poor performance, blaming it on the team blaming it on the roster, blaming it on the injury. When we recall, and we have video evidence to show, that as LeBron was making these moves at the trade deadline, people were saying, okay, LeBron's going to win the finals. LeBron's going to come to the East. LeBron is in the best situation to win. Like He's put all these pieces together. Like People within the media have been saying, okay, it doesn't matter about the finals. It doesn't matter about the finals. Everyone throws out Jordan six race. Like Jordan did not look the, that way in any game that I've seen. And people bring up, oh, he had bad shooting performances in a lot of games. But you know what? At the end of the day, Jordan still competed for all forty-eight. Jordan still left every ounce, even in the flu game when he couldn't walk. Like. He still gave 110%. And we didn't see that from LeBron James. Like, that's fact. And if you want to say after game one, he was deflated. He didn't have the same confidence. You know, I didn't know J.R. Smith's new nickname was Whiteboard because I still think he punched J.R. Smith's face after game one. Well, if that's the case, then J.R. Smith, that was a weak punch because there was no uh, no blemishes on his face. So. <laughs> I think if LeBron would have punched J.R. Smith in the face, which I can't couldn't necessarily blame him for, J.R. Smith would have had to have been wearing a mask, right? But he wasn't. Unless, unless of course, uh, LeBron punched a bottle of Hennessy out of his hand, <laughs> which I don't understand. It. Why can't they, Why is, what's this reference of Hennessy and J.R. Smith? I don't know. Maybe maybe they heard a bit on our show. I, I don't know if I would go that far, but I, I, I was trying to flick that up. Like, why is it that J.R. Smith is 
they always have a relation to Hennessy in him. <laughs> uh, who you know? I think maybe it was because he was seen with a bottle after they won it in twenty sixteen. Did he have a bottle of Hennessy? He might have. I not one hundred percent on that. Who David, knows? David, do you know? I, I, I'm trying to remember. Did he have a bottle of Hennessy? Uh, I'm looking at uh, kind of look kind of now on Cat Nation. J.R. Smith actually doesn't drink Hennessy. That's what I thought. I well, then, why, then why have I seen stuff posted, seen internet memes posted of after game one where he drills the ball out that he's running over to the quickie mart and getting himself a fifth? <laughs> I mean, he says it, you know, it's because Tennessee is associated with black but I mean, it kind of is. Well, it's also associated with Frank Vashner, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I, did, I didn't ask for it to be associated with the, uh, the man sitting across from me kind of started that, and I... It is what it is, right? I mean, Frank. I mean, if you think about it, when I think of Hennessy, I think of Frank Bashner and fake pics of women kissing him and him sending them to me, saying oh, that it wasn't Christ. the Hennessy, and that oh Christ, now, <laughs> is we're, it? now we're bringing up old bits. <laughs> it's not an old bit. Did this, this happen, Frank? Did this happen? You know, it, it was so. It was a. That was, that, was, that was a lot of drinks ago. No, it was not a lot of drinks ago. And then not no. to mention, he also remembered Frank Vashner and the doctor also drink Hennessy. Well, that was after he had finished medical school. And because we have said on this show, Hennessy Isn't is the doctor white? I mean, because yes. as David just said, it's associated with blacks. Well... I, I, well, here's stereotype. the thing. Oh, stereotype. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, and I maybe I, and maybe I tried to break that stereotype a little bit. Mm-hmm. See, I don't I don't think you stereotype someone. Hype somebody. But you said that your friends, when you've mentioned that you about Hennessy, they have vehemently have hated it and put it down. And aren't most of your friends white? Yes. Okay. Okay. And of course, uh, but if J.R. Smith was probably there, they'd probably drink Hennessy, right? I don't think so. Okay, I'm just wondering. But of course, our mu- our mutual friend, Mr. Jerome Watson, has uh, mentioned it to me a couple times. But he's bo- he's actually more of a Remy Martin guy. Yes, Jer- Jerome Watson, also known as JD. Yes, you gave out his full government name. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was. Have you drinking uh, Tennessee with Jerome or JD? Uh, no, I have not. By the way, Jerome or JD is black. Yeah, I have. I have not. I've had. There may have been one. There may have been one time I, I had some Remy with him. Oh, so you would drink the Remy, but not the Henny. Well, the Henny I reserve for special stuff. Like oh, because we have said on this show the Henny is reserved for winners. And, well, J.R. Smith. <laughs> yeah, J.R. Smith blasphemous. So J.R. Smith being associated with it is kind of blasphemous right because he's not really winning and he didn't have the that's why i was like i don't remember him having hennessy at the parade or anything for the championship so how all of a sudden does he get associated with hennessy well who knows maybe one of us one of us bring that up a couple of years ago uh, on the show about jr smith i've never talked about jr smith okay I just, I, just, I, just, I just wondered that's all so who who knows who who knows where that came from? I guess we may never know. That is, that is true. David, do you know? No, I'm I'm trying to remember kind of going through pictures of the cast parade, kind of seeing if there was any 
bottle in his hand or anything, and I'm not seeing anything. But speaking of Hennessy, Jordan Bell, the Warriors rookie, did chug some Hennessy during the Warriors parade. So he is. Who did? Jordan, Jordan Bell? Bell. Oh, he did. He he had Hennessy at the Warriors parade. Okay. Which, well, again, see, at that Warriors parade, they were trolling LeBron and them. Yeah, well, I, I can't blame Bell doing that. Hey, he he's using it right. Because he's a winner? Yes, he was and, a winner. He won the NBA championship. And he's black. Well, I don't, want to ma- I don't think it's a matter of the color of somebody's skin. <laughs> they, they can drink whatever the hell they want. Right, but the fact of the I matter mean, he, is he's a winner like, no. and he's black means he needs to hit the ball of Hennessy. Well, he, he did it the right way. Well, he, the fact that he was a winner did it right. Oh, okay. David. Just that. I mean, he was on the bus, and he ran out of Hennessy, so he went into the crowd and got the, like, that's commitment. He went into the crowd and got another bottle of Hennessy? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like, he he ran out, kind of, when he was on the kind of parade bus, and so he was looking around for more. He saw a fan with some, and, like, it's, it's going viral. Like, he goes into the stand, or he goes kind of to the barricade, calls the fan over, takes a swig of the fan Tennessee. <laughs> like during the parade, like that's commitment. Like that is taking that's that's what we like to see from our unofficial sponsor of Hennessy. Yeah, and Hennessy has like, a really like strong to bite to it. By the way, Frank, I know you've gone to a few uh, uh, receptions. There was none there. None. And but but were they white? Yes, and that's why there was no Hennessy. <laughs> who knows? Who knows them? I, 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 I do. I do have. I do have a couple more coming up. Uh, and, I think there's a There's one. If I'm the going Warriors to. are drinking Hennessy, you guys got to at least have a bottle of Henny. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think uh, the two upcoming weddings anybody is a Golden State Warriors fan. So, who, but who knows? Well, they must be Detroit Pistons fans. <laughs> yeah, but uh, since you mentioned that, I think can we transition to. Where could the king go next? Just in a minute, though, because yeah. we know he might be carrying a Hennessy bottle with him. But the fact of the matter is is that I, I just wanted to ask you guys, because I tried to look that up, too, and I said, why is J.R. Smith with the Hennessy bottle? But uh, someone on the Internet must have just Photoshopped something, and it ran like wildfire. Yeah. And, I mean, I had, I had thought that somebody may have stumbled across a bit on our show, and it turns out that may not have been the case. I mean, you were probably drinking a lot of Hennessy if nah. you actually thought that. Uh, no, I wasn't. <laughs> Did you take a swig of it? Because I'm sure, plus that's plagiarism, too. If they're going to you know, take a little bit from a bit of our show to, to do that. <laughs> Well, if they if they did, they if tip they, the cap to them, right? Well, who who knows? I'm not, I'm not saying they did. I, just I think our new profile picture should be you and a bottle of Hennessy. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Or, or maybe at one of the wedding receptions. <laughs> no, we'll have to we'll have, we'll have to find something else besides. We'll, or a picture of you, a lady friend in Hennessy. How about that? <laughs> Uh, set, uh, no, we know Hennessy no, is good to pick up the women. Eh, it depends the type of women you're around, though. But yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. Black women, <laughs> it's, 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 like David said, it's connotation to black people. So I didn't know if you know. Yeah, but we'll see where uh, the Hennessy takes him. David, we're now talking. Now I, le- I heard something about LeBron. Wanting to leave or where he's going to go. Now he's talking about the family, but I heard a rumor yesterday. Now, and I guess this was rumors that 
LeBron could possibly leave Cleveland, but his son Bronny could stay and possibly go to Copley or another Catholic school. Not Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary's, because I guess a month ago, LeBron's wife and Drew Joyce, the head coach of St. Vincent, St. Mary's, had a falling out. That's oh just oh boy. That's just the rumor that I heard from that's not a good. team from back back in eastern Ohio that's close to the Akron area. It could be a possibility though that little Bronny James could be playing for some local Akron teams, but that doesn't guarantee that LeBron would stay in Cleveland. Now LeBron might leave and the family might be staying back in Akron. I do believe he has a mansion in uh, Bath, Ohio, which is close to Akron. I think Bath's Zip code is four four two ten. I used to um, sort packages to the Akron area when I at UPS. But fellas, where do you think that he's going to be going? Well, I just want I want to bring this up too because I have heard so I've heard a couple of rumors as well. What rumor? Where do you hear? These I rumors? have heard that that Bronny Junior was going to enroll at some school in L.A. Now do wait, I? Wait, wait, now wait a minute. Everybody, Gary Payton put out that rumor. Oh, that was Frank. Gary Payton who put that out. Right, that's not that is not breaking news. What I just dropped was a bomb. Yeah, you dropped something that I know. I just I I was I was only mentioning it because I've heard I've heard that too. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just only sharing what I have heard. <laughs> but everybody's heard that. Yeah. So I mean, but again, I David, did you know? Did you know? Did you know that David? Did did you know just the information that he just gave out that Bronny James enrolled into supposedly an academy uh, in L.A. Yeah, I mean, there have been rumors about where LeBron's kids possibly been seen. I think he was spotted wearing a T-shirt of a school kind of Houston, and it's like. What happened, David? Okay. It, I mean, I, I just feel bad for the kid, though, because, you yeah. know. That was Frank's. You got any more break? You said two rumors, because let's go. Well. Let's hear it, Frank. And this better be good. This better yeah. be juicy like a, a a good half pint of Hennessy. Let's go. I mean, I th- I think that's really the only one I've heard, but in, ter- in terms well, of. Well, the only one that everyone else has heard. I yeah, mean, you know, started, give, give, me, me. give me something juicy, Frank. Give me something. I want to I want to get to who uh, a conversation that the three of us had had in our group chat mm-hmm. and how someone sitting across to me suggested after no, the Pistons hired Dwayne Casey that LeBron would go to the Pistons. And I said, no, that's not happening. Well, and why not? I mean, he, okay. Dwayne Casey's a hell of a good coach. He made up a he good is. game plan to, to stop LeBron back in 2011. Uh, look what he's done with the, the Toronto Raptors. I mean, let's face it, the Toronto Raptors, before Dwayne Casey got there, you know, they, 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 were, they were a dumpster fire. But. And he got them up to almost 60 wins. They've been competitive. And let's be honest with ourselves. Toronto really hasn't had the best lineup. I mean, of players. They've got a hodgepodge of players that are decent, decent. Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, they're good players, but they're B-plus players. Just imagine if Dwayne Casey had someone like LeBron James and possibly a Blake Griffin or Andre Drummond who are A-minus to A to A-plus players on the team. Look what he did over there in Toronto. 
and now he's down in the D. I, I really think that that could be a – I've even said that maybe Milwaukee. There's no clear-cut choices of where LeBron can go. Like last time it was like, okay, we're going down to Miami. I'm, I'm teaming up with uh, uh, Wade and Bosh, and we're going to be the big three and get us whoever, and we're going to get these chips. That's not the case. There's a lot of situations and dominoes yeah. that have to fall in the, the case, and LeBron wants to win. He doesn't want to be – trying to go to somewhere where he's like in Cleveland where, yeah, we dominate this conference and then we play Golden State and then we just pretty much get our asses beat. Yeah, but here's why I say it won't be Detroit because why? the Pistons because have, you, you no, they have no cap room. But They're they taxed out. Room. They have no draft capital and they've got immovable contracts. They don't have anything's movable, Frank. Well, to move, to move Andre Drummond or Reggie Jackson's contract, well, you're going to have moving. to attach a first-round pick to it. Oh, wait, they don't have one. Frank, stop it, because you over there, you, you just, you're just grumpy over there because Detroit ain't winning, so you're going to find all these negatives about Detroit. Anything can happen in the NBA. Have you learned that lesson yet, Frank? Anything can, oh, they don't have movable contracts. And then when somebody really wants something, voila, the, per, the people are gone. Name me a G. Name me somebody other than Vladi Divac who would take on a horrible contract. There's a lot of teams that take on horrible contracts. I mean, think about it. You can get the contract, get the hit this year, and then the next year you can get out of it. I mean, first of all, you're keeping Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. And if Reggie Jackson can be healthy, that's a formidable three people. He gets to stay in the East. He gets to stay close to his home. He can come on over there. Now, they're going to have to, and then you got Luke Kennard, who's the shooter, who's a little bit more versatile than Kyle Korver and a little bit younger, and he can drain it. But we got Frank over there because he is a Detroit Pistons hater and because they're not in the top three in the NBA East. I guess, I guess it's all doom and gloom over there. You got him. You got Ish Smith, who was a really reliable backup. I mean, I'd rather be playing with the Detroit Pistons than this dumpster fire over there on Lake Erie, on the other side of Lake Erie called the Cleveland Cavaliers. Which team is better, the Pistons or the Cavaliers? Constructed right now. LeBron could take all those stiffs and scrubs and guys that want to be celebrities and over there sipping on the Hennessy to an NBA Finals. He actually has some talent in Detroit. And Gore has connections to L.A., I'm sure Gore could pay the luxury tax oh, if he Tom wants to. Oh, and his drunken ass. <laughs> well, I mean, you can hate on them all you want to, but I, I could even see LeBron going to Milwaukee. He could get team up with Antetokounmpo. I mean, there's not a lot of clear-cut answers to go to where there. you're going to win a championship. I think Milwaukee and Detroit would probably be the better options because one is still in the East. Two, they're young and athletic, especially the Bucks, and he could be that missing piece right there. It's better than being in Cleveland. What are you going to do? Go to L.A. and do what? Yeah, busy have got... LeVar Ball in your ear constantly. No, it's not even LeVar Var Ball in your ear. But what are you going to do with all these diss tracks between Kyle Kuzma or Kylie Kuzma, as Lonzo Ball likes to call oh, him? It says yeah. doesn't even know his own dad. I mean, come on. Jeez. It's just so yeah, immature. That, yeah, that's... That's turned into a clown show as well. I mean, and also think about it. Maybe the Pistons could get a good deal together, maybe to get Paul George there. Who knows? I mean, anything is possible here in the NBA. But like I said, Detroit is close to home. They actually got some decent talent there. And you stay in the East. I mean, it's a possibility. Will it happen? Probably not. I mean, it's probably a 95% chance that he won't go to Detroit. But it is very plausible. David, what do you think? Well, and I, 
kind of just during this conversation, I'm doing this live right now, the ESPN trade machine. So I've come up with a trade successful to send LeBron to Detroit. Now, will it, is, it, oh. is it realistic? No, but again, anything is possible and anything is removable. And so one, according to ESPN, a trade for LeBron James and J.R. Smith to Detroit for Drummond, Jackson, and Luke Kennard. That is a successful trade with money lining up and everything. So you can move Andre Drummond. Well, yeah, but the point of the but the point of the the, the matter is this is though you're not J.R. Smith and LeBron James ain't going nowhere together. He's already punched a whiteboard. He's trying to get away from J.R. Smith. The Pistons and the Cavs aren't going to do that because that just made the Cavs better. And LeBron's going to Dumpsterville. I, LeBron's going to want to play with Blake Griffin. Well, I mean, Blake Griffin would still be on the roster, so you can even do LeBron and Jordan Clarkston if you like Clarkston so much, and this trade is still successful. So you would trade Jordan Clarkston, LeBron James, if this is plausible, to the Pistons for... Drummond, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard. is one successful trade. What about what about if they try to keep Drummond and Blake Griffin together, maybe get rid of Jackson? What would the deal be then? Cause, and then Luke Kennard kind of has to stay there too because he's a good guy that can come off the bench and he can shoot it. I mean, he spreads the floor. You need a shooter. By the way, Kyle Korver only made one three-pointer in the NBA Finals. He looked butt. <laughs> but I know Frank. He, you know, he doesn't want the. I don't. I don't know if you really want Detroit teams to be successful. I think you. I get do. The it's joy. just they are so. They are so. It's just the situation is so bad. It's right so now. bad, and you love it. You. I, just do, I eat don't it love up. it. It's great for sports talk radio, so you can listen to your father figure, Mike Volini talk and bash them and then you sit there and you bash them and then you just have a bash fest of detroit sports well there's not there is nothing good this is this i mean i could go on and on and on about how bad things are with detroit sports but you know that's another topic for another time so let's try and keep this on the rails right david did you get did you get the virtual gm yeah so if if Detroit wants to keep Drummond and Blake Griffin, so it would be a LeBron James and Larry Nance Jr. for Reggie Jackson, John Luer, Ish Smith, and Luke Kennard. That's the only way that the contract and the money will match up. And then that means so LeBron James and who? And would Larry be, Nance would go to Detroit to team up with Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. Reggie Jackson would have to leave. Okay. Yeah. Larry Nance isn't not, not a bad player. I think I would have I would take Nance over Jordan Clarkson and J.R. Smith, and then you could have yeah. the big three that way. That would be a big three. The only problem is, what are you going to do with term in terms of getting the point guard? Well, LeBron James could be the point guard, and I mean, I mean, you could find somebody. I mean, you can find them, right? Like, Kendrick Perkins rode the bench. The entire playoffs, like you can find someone in the G League or well, I don't want to, just, no. You want someone that could be compatible, compatible and competitive, competitive to play. I mean, LeBron dominates the ball anyway, so he's pretty much the point. You and I, I just think that losing Luke Kennard though as the shooter kind of hurts a little bit. Um, but then again, though, maybe getting rid of Drummond and just keeping Blake and and Blake, Reggie Jackson, you know, you keep Reggie Jackson, LeBron James, and Blake Griffin, and maybe getting rid of Andre Drummond because then again, 
he clogs up the lane a little bit. But then again, though, he's a big that I think Cleveland could have helped, needed and helped because he, he, you know, he blocks shots and he's, he is kind of versatile and he's trying to work on his game. But I think it is plausible that LeBron could go there. Now, I probably think the top picks are probably going to be L.A., but he's going to bring some people with him. In Houston, you pretty much got to sell the farm and your team to match up all those contracts. You're only going to have three good players, and then who else? Yeah, but we mentioned L.A. and other other another and a, another player who could be on the move there, and that's Kawhi Leonard as he has requested trade with, from the Spurs. So he could. There's talk that he might he wants to go to L.A. Hey, which. If he goes to L.A., I don't think LeBron ends up going there. Why is that? Because they essentially play the, they play the same position. Who? Kawhi Leonard and LeBron. Well, LeBron could play the one, two, or three, or the four. I mean, he's kind of a positionless player. Yeah, but and also they, there's toss that Paul George wants to go there. Mm-hmm. There, and honestly, I think. If if Kawhi if, with Kawhi getting traded from San Antonio, I think that might and then keyword might just open the door slightly for LeBron to go to San Antonio. I'm not I'm not I'm not expecting it to happen. No, I don't but know if I mean, go to San Antonio. he might. But then, but well, I guess it's because he has a lot he has a lot of respect for Pop and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing is, you don't. Uh, but of course, thing is, his Tony Tony Parker is uh, is on is getting older. They need they're gonna need her. Uh, and the only I think the only star they'd have there now is Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, I'm like when I think of Kawhi, like I'm really interested in about. Kind of the report that came out this week about a possible deal Kawhi to Boston being rejected. I'm really curious as to what that deal contained. Because the more I think about it, and we talk about how Boston, kind of against Boston, you were looking for not only who's going to be the star on, on the floor for Boston, but someone that can really slow down LeBron when you got going. And LeBron, not saying that he could stop you know, Kawhi could stop LeBron, but we know the praise that Kawhi defensively gets, and so that would have been an interesting just kind of shot to see kind of Kawhi defending LeBron. But it's also what does Boston give up? And so I've seen kind of one possible trade where it's Kawhi and Patty Mills to Boston for Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier, another Kawhi straight up for, uh, not straight up, but Kawhi for Kyrie and Boston's 2018 first-round pick, considering it, taking into consideration Kyrie wanting to not stay, at least from his own kind of comments, doesn't really envision himself staying in Boston long-term. So do you try to swap that for Kawhi? Like, Boston is, is an interesting scenario because they are really – one piece away from getting into the NBA Finals. And I don't know if... Well, yeah, it's called... The the one piece is called Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward being healthy. Yeah. But, I mean, even with, with them on, on the bench this postseason, just kind of that team 
mentality, I think, would Kawhi fit within that kind of, and I don't know if it's a similar kind of culture, Boston and San Antonio, but it's kind of a flashy, flashy star in a way, but it's more, right, everyone's working together as one unit kind of thing. And so I think Boston would be a great fit for Kawhi. Now, it's the question of would Kawhi want to go to Boston? And since we, since we rarely hear from Kawhi Leonard, no one knows. Like, I'm surprised that he actually said the words Los Angeles Lakers because we don't hear him speak that much. Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll see. I, I said, don't don't take it out though that LeBron could go to possibly Detroit. I mean, don't get your hopes up though, but it, it could be a possibility. I really don't care. I think though, as I mentioned on the show before, that it's probably time for him to leave Cleveland though. It's it, it's kind of been worn out, but we kind of got to get a move on. So, final thoughts, fellas. I mean, I I will say this. I think that there is a. Slightly better chance than in 2010 that LeBron does stay put because he does. Because I have talked to people that say he doesn't want to uproot his family. But again, I just take it for what it's worth. Well, I mean, his family could be staying in town, though. Yeah, but I think I think it seems like now he's more. It's more about he's putting his family first and basketball second. Nice. David? I mean, I'm working on trade LeBron in Chicago. LeBron for Robin Lopez, Justin Holiday, Chris Dunn, and Cameron Payne. It's successful. What is it? Just saying. LeBron for Lopez, Holiday, Dunn, and Payne. The trade is successful. So LeBron to Chicago? No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. I, not happening. I mean, that. that's. That's why it's less likely as LeBron to Detroit, if we're just on the Right, that is true. <laughs> well, fellas, we'll take a quick commercial break, and then we'll get into the World Cup, the last uh, 15 minutes of the show. Uh, I, I, have you been watching the World Cup, fellas? I may have just checked Watch. scores here and there. Yeah, the USA's not in it, so guess what? I'm not interested. Yeah, and pl- and we'll let David promote some stuff that he's done on about unassociated with. The Are you his hype man now? You you're saying because you keep saying promote stuff that he's done. What has David actually done? I will let Hennessy I will bit? let hi- I will well, let him. You, tell you're the you. one that th- trying to throw the alley oop. What's what's the deal here? The cat's out the bag, David. Because he keeps saying promote, promote. It's like what are you doing? Yeah, I mean I've done some World Cup preview podcast stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Find out more about that after the break. Okay, well, we'll, we'll we will find out about that. But the, all the other podcasts we have is on our SoundCloud page and on iTunes. Also, with David doing that, we'll share it on our uh, Twitter page, AFR Sports Show. And uh, Frank, don't you have anything? I thought maybe you were doing something like that. You know, throw you a little alley. Uh, nope, nothing associated with the World Cup. I've just got I got too much other stuff going on. That's right. You the aren't you the busiest man in southeastern Michigan? <laughs> One of them. <laughs> hey, at least you know you're honest, aren't you, Frank? Anyway, like I said before, we'll take a quick commercial break, and then when we return, talk a little bit of World Cup. Uh, this will be uh, very interesting. 
that and more here on 88.3 WSUT's after further review.